So we're finishing our series today on the keys. Not yet. And um, I just want to say, if your prayer request today was for freedom from addiction, then uh, we've been praying for you. And I believe that today's message is for you. And uh, I also believe that God can do something great here this morning when it comes to addictions and things like that. So why don't we start by praying, because that's always good. So Lord, we just thank you that uh, you care about every part of us. You care about our addictions, our pains, our hurt. And so Lord, today as we close out this series on the keys that we need to have to be the church, Lord, I pray that you would move this morning. That it wouldn't just be a message, it wouldn't just be a few good words, but you would do something in this place today, Lord. So I pray that we open our hearts, we thank, we're thankful for your presence here this morning, and uh, we pray and believe that you will play a big part in our lives this morning as we hear from you. So we're looking at Luke chapter 4, verse 18, which has been our series, and as I said, this is the last week, and it's the keys. You will have complete and free access to God's kingdom Keys to open any and every door. And Luke 4.18 says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is Jesus speaking, referring to a prophecy hundreds of years earlier in Isaiah about himself. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. Today we're going to look at this last snippet. That Jesus brings freedom to the oppressed. Which is good news. Freedom to those that are oppressed by addictions, by pain, by hurt. You know, some translations say that uh, Jesus brings freedom to the bruised, the battered, and the broken. Now I don't need a show of hands right now, but who has ever felt bruised, battered, and broken in their life. Oppression means, or to oppress someone, is to burden someone with cruel or unjust impositions. To weigh down as sleep or weariness does. That feeling of being tired and worn out because of a weight that is on your shoulders. Well, that's what we're looking at today. Freedom to the oppressed. And I believe that the revelation and the realization of the keys that we have access to, everything that we've talked about for these last four weeks or three weeks, can really be summarized by four key scriptures. And maybe if we get this, we can head out to morning tea quickly. I didn't think so many people would smile. But okay, so why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus need to come in the first place? Well, I believe... That in John 10.10, he said that he came to give us life abundantly. And I love the message translation that says he came to give us a life better than anything we could ever dream of. That's the life that he wants us to have. And the second thing is I believe that the way he does it is in Luke 4.18. This scripture that we're looking at by bringing good news to the poor. Releasing us from captivity. Healing the blind and bringing freedom to the oppressed. That's how he gives us that John 10.10 abundant life that he said he came for. Galatians 5.1 tells us that Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand. Never again let anyone put a harness of slavery on you. Not only did he make sure that we were free, he wants us to live in that freedom. 
And number four, the reason why he does all of this is so that Matthew 28, 19, we can go and be the church. So we can go into all the world, make disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, that's what I believe this whole series has been about, understanding that Jesus came to give us an abundant and free life. And he needs us to be free so that we can go and be the church. And if we got that, we can go have morning tea. Now everyone's into it. But I think the problem with us as humans is that we don't quite get this concept of living free. We don't quite understand the freedom that we have that it talks about in Galatians that Jesus said that he came for. And, uh, and I believe that the key, that freedom, is like the master key to everything that Jesus has for us. Everything that we have in our life, everything that he has for us to do, freedom is the master key. I used to work in the electrical industry. And uh, no, I cannot fix your electrical problems because I worked in the retail division, the boring division. For some time, I was partly responsible for sending you your electricity bill. Way to make friends. But one of the things that, that can happen is that people would often contact our call center and they would say that they want to put a lock on their meter box. Now, I'm sure they had valid reasons and it wasn't just so that the meter reader couldn't get to their meter and read their meter and send them the bill. But they might have had a reason for security or safety or something like that. And so they would request a lock to go on, you know, they want to lock it so that people can't get into it. And so we had a special lock that they could buy. And it could go on their meter box or it could go on their gate or on a door if it was in a laundry or something like that. And it gave the person exactly what they needed, the safety and security of being able to lock away that thing. But our field staff, our guys who come to read your meter so they could send you the bill, your favorite people in the world, especially after air conditioner season, and uh, they would have a master key that could unlock any of these locks. And provided you had that lock in place, our guys could walk in, unlock the gate, unlock the meter box and get access to what they needed. You see, I believe that's what freedom is for us as believers. Freedom is the master key. When we understand that Jesus came to give us a life that is abundant, a life that is better than you could ever hope or dream of, and he achieves that by setting you free of the things that hold you back. And when we understand that, when we get that in our spirit, it's like the master key to life. It's a thing that unlocks everything that God has for us, everything that Jesus came for. In 1944, was anyone alive? A couple? There were a lot of people alive. Good point. Thank you, Brian. Well done. That's good. But in 1944, during the Second World War, just before it ended, the Japanese army uh, sent a guy named Hiro Anoda to a remote Philippine island as part of their war effort. They sent him there because the Americans had quite a strong military presence in that part of the world. And he was sent there with one mission, to commit 
guerrilla warfare acts on his own until the Japanese came and joined him. So that's what he did. They dropped him off at the island with everything that he needed. They sent him into the jungle. He knew what he was there for. He was trained. He was ready to go. And he continued to do that. He hid in the jungle. I'm sure he did his mission. Whenever he saw people through the jungle, he evaded them, believing them to be enemy scouts. 29 years later, he emerged from the jungle to kind of see what's going on in the world. For 29 years, he had lived in the jungle eating bananas and coconuts, which wouldn't be too bad, but after 29 years, you might be looking for something a little bit different. For 29 years, he had lived in the jungle, evading, doing everything he can to survive, waiting for the army to come and join him and to rescue him. But the problem was, nobody ever told him the war was over. The Japanese army never came to pick him up. He didn't jump on Instagram one morning and say, hashtag war is over. He didn't get the Facebook status. He didn't get the SMS. He didn't get the word that the war was over. So for 29 years, this man lived in the jungle by himself, thinking that he was part of a war, part of a battle that had ended 28 years earlier. All this time, think about the things that he missed out on. The chance to go home and be with his family and his friends. He was only in his early 20s when he went there. The chance to start a new career. The chance to meet someone, fall in love and have a family. The chance to go and do a career that he wanted to do. To be part of rebuilding the world after the Second World War. All these things he missed out on. Simply because he didn't get the memo that the war was over. And it was safe to come out of the jungle. Now, what does that mean for us? You see, I believe that in this year, 2015, we've spent a couple of millennium hiding in the jungle without even realizing that the battle is over, without even realizing that the war has been done, fighting a war, hiding from an enemy that's not even in the game anymore. All because of what Jesus did for us when he came, setting us free, healing us from oppression, healing us from being the broken, the bruised, and the battered. But I fear that too often we're just Tarzaning around the jungle, enjoying coconuts and bananas. But how many things are we going to miss in our life if we never get the memo that the war is over? How many opportunities, how much living in such a terrible environment are we going to have to do unless we realize that the battle is already over? The war is already done. 2,000 years ago, Jesus already fought that battle that meant that we were free. The war is over. It's time to get out of the jungle I kind of think of it like a um, high school backpack, and I just happen to have one here. It's a nice one. It's, it's back when uh, surf brands were in, and a uh, Quicksilver backpack. 
It's got a, a section in here for um, if you go surfing or whatever, you put your wet clothes in. Um, but I never go surfing. It's never been used. You all know that I, my feelings about waves and sharks and things like that. But it's a backpack. But if you ever had a backpack at school, which I'm sure a lot of you do, because I think kids have got it too easy these days. Laptops and iPads and, and all these digital devices and assignments on USB sticks and things like that. You know what I mean? Back, back in the day, in the last century, we used to have to handwrite our assignments. We used to have to carry... Do, who remembers you would carry your backpack to school and you would have a book for every subject? You would then have a folder. You would stuff your lunch in there and your sports clothes and you would fit them around the last three weeks of lunches that are still in the bottom of your bag. Maths textbooks that were this thick that never ever got used, stuffed in there. This heavy, heavy bag and then all the other things that you wanted to carry along to school. And I'll never forget the feeling that you have when, particularly in the middle of summer, when you're, um, you know, I would get off the bus and I would have to walk a considerable distance, like 150 meters or something like that, to my house. And, uh, and it was hot and you'd have the bag on your back. And you would finally get inside the house and you would peel that thing off your shoulders like literally peel it off because with all those oppressing textbooks that you have to carry around, it's kind of dug into your shoulders. Do you know the feeling that I mean when you've got something heavy on your back? When you're carrying something of weight and you finally get to the the place where you're stopping and you get to peel that thing off your shoulders and the feeling that you have when you're able to finally take a deep breath or finally stand up straight a little bit Or hang your shoulders up a little bit higher. See, I believe that's what Jesus is talking about when he says that he brought healing to the oppressed. Now, we got quite a substantial percentage of school teachers here. So I'm not going to say that school books and homework is an oppression. (laughs) Because I wouldn't be game enough to say that. i got two principals staring me down right now. I got a bunch of young people like, yeah, preach it. <laughs> so we won't, we won't go there at all. But there are things in our life that happen to us, whether they're inside of our control or outside of our control, whether they're dumb things we did or dumb things other people did to us, that in a sense put a heavy backpack on our shoulders, make us feel weighed down and feel heavy. Because of stuff that just happens in our life. So I think that we're all born with, you might not get a cool backpack like my Quicksilver backpack. Yep, Quicksilver. But we're all born with this backpack on our back. And it starts off great, it starts off empty. But along the way, in our journey of life, things just happen. For whatever reason, it gets filled with weight. Now, what's in your backpack that you carry every single day? What's in your backpack that you can't wait to have that feeling of having it peeled off your back? 
Was it something that someone said to you once upon a time? Someone who was supposed to love you that said something that they shouldn't have ever said? Was it something that happened to you that hurt you and you've never been the same? Will all those things just become a weight in our backpack? Things that happen that are inside of our control, that may be just dumb things that we did, that we now live with every day. Things that were outside of our control that other people did to us, that no matter what happened, it's not because you're a bad person, it's just because of what happened, it just adds another brick to what you're doing. Maybe it's what we talked about earlier, those addictions, those secret things that happen, those things that you don't want to tell anyone about, the things that when somebody says to you, oh, you're a good person, you think, but you don't know what I've done. You don't know the thoughts that go through my head. You don't know what I do. These secret things all end up in this backpack that we carry around. Hasn't been used much. But see, the thing I'm thinking about is that then we come to church or God speaks to us or we're part of a life group or something and we, we hear these words about be the church. You know, we read in Matthew 5.14 that Jesus said that we are the light and before that he said we are the salt. And we're supposed to go and do these things. It talks about the things that he does, what he can bring to the world. And in the end, we hear it all in church. We get pumped up. We talk about it. We read about it. God speaks to us in whatever way. But the problem is, then when we stand up, oh my goodness, and try and go and be the church, we find that we're just weighed down. How are you going to go and jump if you can't even get your feet off the ground? How are you going to do anything that God has asked you to do? How are you going to have a life that is abundant, that is better than anything you could ever hope or dream of, when you're carrying a backpack around full of weight? I hope that someone is hearing this today. Because I don't want my life or anyone's life that I know to be stuck in a jungle for 29 years, to be stuck carrying a backpack of weight around when I know that the key, the master key to having an abundant life, the master key to being the church is understanding that Jesus came to bring freedom to your backpack. He talks about it in Matthew 11. famous passage a lot of translations talk about the yoke that Jesus gave us but the message translation says this are you tired worn out burned out on the religion of feeling like you carry a backpack around come to me get away with me and you'll recover your life I'll show you how to take a real rest walk with me and work with me watch how I do it Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. 
you'll learn to live with that feeling of peeling the heavy backpack off your back when you walk with Jesus. This is a great verse. This is a great message that is given. You see, for those of us who aren't regularly plowing a field with oxen, you might need to understand the context of this a little bit more. I'm going to get rid of this. There we go. Two oxen would be used to plow a field, and, and, and the yoke that was put along them was a, a big piece of timber that had two carved out hollow bits where it would rest upon the neck of the beast. And they would be harnessed together, and they would plow the field together. The yoke was custom made to fit the actual animal. It wasn't something that was ill-fitting or heavy, as Jesus said that his is. It's something that fit neatly and was able to help the beast to work in the field. But the great thing to understand about a yoke is when they had a, a new, inexperienced or younger or not as strong oxen, they would put it together with the bigger, stronger one, the one that had been around longer, the one that knew how to do the job. So when Jesus says in this passage, when he says, walk with me and work with me, what he's saying is, yoke yourself with me because I am the stronger, more experienced one. Learn how I do things. And so when the two oxen were together, the least experienced, younger, weaker one didn't have to carry any of the load. They just basically had to walk next to the other beast and learn how to walk, learn how to work, learn how to be like the other one. You see, it's the same for us, this heavy burden that we carry as a yoke on our shoulder all our life. Jesus is saying, If you're burnt out, if you're tired, if you're desperate for the feeling of relief, come to me. Work with me and walk with me because when you take my yoke upon your shoulders, I carry the burden. I carry the backpack for you. You don't have to do anything. You just walk next to me and follow what I do. You don't have to carry the weight. And you see that. It's freedom to the oppressed. You never have to walk alone. You never have to carry the backpack. When the world wants to throw a brick at you, when something wants to take you down, when something wants to get in your backpack and try and weigh you down and say, you can never be the church. You can never be light and soul. You can never be that dream that's in your heart. You can just say, you know what? Not my brick. That's that's not mine. Bill him. He's already paid the price for it. I don't have to carry the brick anymore. Put it in his backpack. It's not mine. And then you walk. And you work with him. Carrying his yoke upon your shoulders with the unforced rhythms of grace. I saw something on Instagram this week and it said, if you can't earn grace, 
you can also never lose access to it. You can never unearn it. Grace is grace. It's the unforced rhythms of grace. It's always there. No matter what our backpack holds, no matter what future bricks that Jesus already knows that we're going to pick up and claim for ourselves, He still says, take my yoke upon you. Let me carry your backpack for you. Let me give you freedom to the oppressed so that you can have that life abundant so that you can go and you can be the church and you can never let anyone else put the shackles of slavery on you again because you can live free. Can I have the band come? I believe that um I believe that God can do something here this morning. And so we're going to go with that. Cuz he can do a far better job than I can right now. I believe that God wants to set people free. God wants to ensure that you may have stumbled heavily down that hill this morning with a backpack on your back of bricks. But he wants you to leave free and light. Different to how you walked in, understanding, having the realization and the revelation that the master key to doing everything that God wants you to do and be for every desire of your heart is understanding that you are free. Let's not spend any more time in the jungle. Let's leave our backpacks at the feet of Christ. And take upon his yoke. If that's you, why don't you just pray? Why don't you just come? If you need freedom in your life, why don't we all stand to make it easier? If you need to be set free, if you need to have your backpack removed this morning. If you don't want to walk out of here the same as you walked in. And why don't you come? Why don't we pray together down the front? Why don't we believe that Jesus wants to set us free this morning? He wants to t- You know what I love? I love that not only does Jesus want to take the backpack from us, not only does he want to carry the burden, he, 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 he's got an answer for everything. He says, you know, you know how you feel hopeless? You know how this burden that you've carried of feeling worthless and that you'll achieve nothing? Well, see, that's, that's a brick I'm going to take because I've already told you that I have a plan for your life. It's a plan to prosper you. Give me that brick You know that time that someone tried to attack you? When you had a dream in your heart and you spoke it out and someone shot it down? Well, I got to tell you that, that I've already said in Isaiah that no weapon formed against you will prosper. Every tongue that will rise up against you will fall. Let me take that brick from you this morning. 
But what if I'm too fearful? I can't go and be the church. I can't go and be light. What, what, what if I get, what if, what if, what if? Well, Jesus wants to take that brick because he says, I have not given you the spirit of fear. I have given you boldness. Because boldness, when we can boldly walk as free people, every door is unlocked. Every oppression is removed. And life is abundant. So we're going to sing a very important song right now. A song that we need to get in our hearts. Uh, The enemy has been defeated. Death couldn't hold him down. Because that's the news that we need to understand today. Get the memo, the war is over. The battle is done. Don't stand here holding on to your bricks, eating your coconuts and bananas, when you could be enjoying the freedom of life. The freedom that Christ brings us. When we realize and understand that the enemy has already been defeated. So as we sing, I pray that you would come. We'll have our team down here. We're going to pray and we're going to believe for freedom today. Freedom from anything that would hold you back. So come on, let's worship. Let's sing.